Hey, it's JF Hicks. Super happy to be in your ears. I'm really grateful for podcast days. It's my favorite day of the week when I get to record these things. And I'm going to get right into it today. This show is where I talk with the top sports creators, thought leaders, and some awesome human beings from college and professional sports. My guest today is Lauren George. She's the director of video production for Alabama Athletics. In today's episode, we cover a bunch of topics. We discuss Lauren's transition from working on some of ESPN's most iconic shows to the Crimson Tide Productions, her philosophy on leading a creative team, and the importance of investing in digital. Lauren is a wickedly talented storyteller and a leader at one of the top brands in all of college athletics. With that said, I'll get out the way. Hey, Lauren, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Great. Not, I mean, after we've been talking, and I know it's been super busy in Tuscaloosa. Uh, are you hanging in there? Are you doing okay with all that's going on on campus? Yes, the end is in sight, so we're almost finished, so it's getting me through. Well, let's jump right into the conversation. You, you, you know, it's that time of year, right, where people are applying for new jobs, updating their resume. But before we get to that, I have to ask you this. I I love asking creatives, how do you identify, right? Like self-identification is weird in a world where we all carry a lot of hyphens, right? Videographer, you might do, uh, you might be a podcaster, you know, you might be a social media person. If you're at a party and someone says, what do you do? How do you describe yourself? Um, That's a great question. It's kind of tough. Um, it also depends on who you're talking to, but generally I'll describe myself as kind of a video production person. Um, so that way, you know, kind of all behind the scenes, I always say, if you're ever seen on camera, there's been a massive mistake. Um, (laughs) so, you know, I do the video, I do everything, I shoot some, but not well, um, type videos and stuff like that, I guess. Yeah. If you mention hype, people are like, oh yeah, I get it. I get it. I I know what you do now. Yeah. So as we were saying earlier, this is a time of year, right, where people are applying for jobs. Some people are applying for internships. Uh, some people are moving for because of family needs or whatnot. You've come from uh, the sports broadcast television world. You work for ESPN on iconic programs such as college game day basketball as an associate producer and with Sports Nation as a segment producer, just to name a few of the things that you've done. We'd be here all day if I named them all. Now you serve as a director of video production for Crimson Tide Productions. Can you share with us some aspects of your experiences that prepared you for your current role at Alabama Athletics? Yeah, so um, you know, the first and biggest thing, I think, in production in general, but especially if you're doing live production, is to be adaptable. You're going to have to go with the flow, whether it's in studio production, TV, video, editing, whatever it is. So you kind of have to figure out how you can do that within the framework of where you work. I think that's kind of the biggest asset that I learned uh, at ESPN that I carried with me down to Alabama. Another really good thing that I learned there that's helped me a lot here is uh, developing an eye for good video and content. So when I started, I honestly had no idea what I was getting myself into uh, moving up to Connecticut, knowing not a single person in the world and knowing only what I learned in college about video production. Um, But moving up there, getting immersed in that world and seeing what I wanted to become 
really helped me figure out how to get there. So for me, I love storytelling and watching feature producers go out and, you know, shoot interviews and come up with questions and make videos that really spoke to what they were trying to tell you really helped me kind of figure out what I needed to do. And then the other thing that I really learned at ESPN that helped me, that has helped me at Alabama was learning how to manage people. So closer to the end of my career at ESPN, I was leading a group of four to five students on a nightly basis, getting a bunch of video and production elements together for each of those different sports centers and some of the other shows at night. So learning how to manage different types of people um, and how to work with them in a very stressful situation, honestly, having times that you had to have something finished at that exact second or else it would miss its spot and you would be in trouble. Learning how to deal with people and how to lead them in the way that they needed to be led was a big skill that I learned as well. Wow. So really learning how to, to lead people, which we all know is in leadership and management is a specific skill, something that you found very helpful uh, in Tuscaloosa. Yes. Yeah. I, I lead a team of um, about six full-time staffers and then about a hundred students. Wow. So learning how to, how to work with a lot of people who are all very different from each other is something that takes some time to learn, but it's you know really beneficial. So you, you're going from ESPN to Tuscaloosa. The first question I have to ask is, one, what took you there? Because, you know, that's the first thing that came to my to mind. And secondly, what what things did your background not prepare you for? Yeah. So I had obviously a very different path to athletics. I when I was in uh, Bristol, I've met a boyfriend that we had dated for a couple of years and he is from the Birmingham area. He was applying for a job down here, and he said, if I get it, would you move with me? And I said, yes, why not? So he got the job, and then I moved down about six months later without a job. I I knew that my current role was open, and I had applied for it, but I hadn't gotten it yet. So kind of on a wing and a prayer, I moved down to Alabama and lucked out and got this awesome job that was, um, I feel, perfectly suited for me and what I enjoy and my lifestyle. So I did some research going in and knew what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. So that that helped um, me limit my scope of where I was looking. And then um, I didn't know how to do live event production. I'd never done it before. All of my experience was in studio production. Uh, Working on game day was kind of a little bit of a hybrid between the two, but it's still a studio show. You're just in a different venue, basically. So learning how to do the in-venue stuff and producing all this content for social media and for recruiting and everything like that. I, I didn't know how much went on in a video production department. I thought it was just like, Oh, you have one school and you do the stuff for that school. But it's, it's a lot more than that. Yes. It's all for that same school, but you're doing recruiting materials. You're doing hype videos. You're doing intro videos. You're doing SEC network productions. So the scope of it was a little bit, surprising as well but everybody here in Alabama is really great and my boss when he hired me he was like look I know you don't know how to do the in venue and live event production but that's something we can teach you and um they've all been really great teachers here and helping me get to where I wanted to go with that okay so uh just thinking about the transition that you're making right I I also have a background in broadcast television and let's talk about the the transition in terms of culture right where in broadcast media 
pretty much anybody can pick, you know, pitch out an idea and it, it can make it on TV. And, and college athletics tends to be a little bit more hierarchical, right? You know, decisions come from the top to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, just talk about making that transition from ESPN to working in college athletics. And then what advice do you have for creatives who are making moves from different industries or even fields within the same sports world? Yeah, so what I learned coming from, you know, TV production to doing athletics video production was that you have to be open and available to change and you have to be willing to humble yourself and say, I don't know how somebody around you is going to know how to do it or somebody is going to know someone that can help you or you can huddle together as a group and talk about it and figure out the best way to attack it and then know that you're probably going to have to change that anyway. So learning how to figure stuff out on the fly and to be open to suggestions from other people and admitting that you don't know everything. So the other thing is to kind of know where you want to go and what you want to do and where you want to end up and know that you might not get there right away and it might take a couple of years to get there, but having that end goal in mind and then knowing that that's probably not going to be your actual end goal. You're going to keep moving beyond that was a big thing that I, I learned moving down here. You know, one of the things that's interesting to hear you say that you haven't followed the traditional path of of interning for an athletic video department and then transitioning into a full time position. Um, you have a different path. And, and I love your journey. Is having diversity of experience important to becoming a versatile storyteller? Is that helpful to the process? Yeah, I think it really is. The more you know how to do, the more you know how to, to get done. So knowing how to go shoot video and edit video and write and pick out music and all that kind of stuff in the end makes you a better candidate for a job and it also makes you better at that job. So when I was at ESPN, I was a production assistant and I wanted to be more than that. So I would ask people to shadow them when they were going out to to shoot a feature or I would ask to learn how to do something that I didn't know how to do so that I could better myself as an employee and then also as you know, a person down the road for when I'm trying to get better jobs and honestly higher paying jobs in the future. So really being interested in learning and in making yourself better that it might not be an exact benefit at that moment, but you're making yourself better for the future. So it's not really diversity of like job title. It's more diversity of experience, I think. Love it. No, I, I agree. That is that is so huge is having different uh, different experiences that you bring to the table. One of the scenarios many college creative staffs, if not every college creative staff in America, are dealing with are the demands of creating more and more content. Now, we know that you work with the national championship Alabama football team, and you have a number of other elite programs in Tuscaloosa. How important is capital investment for your team, and what impact has the school's investment made on what you're seeking to do? It's extremely important, honestly. You have to have the right equipment to be able to do what we do, and it's not cheap. So when I when I started, we weren't working with the SEC Network yet. It was We knew we were going to be, but we hadn't gotten there yet. So my boss is great, and this is one of the biggest lessons I learned from him for college athletics, is you have to have a really good relationship with the administrators and everybody on the staff in the athletic department. Yes, this is a lot of money, but if we put this much money in, we can do all of these things and get a lot of money back in return. So 
being able to show somebody who's going to be making a big investment in you and in your program, how that money is going to benefit the, the entire athletic department. It's going to benefit recruiting. It's going to benefit fans. Um, and you can also get something in return from it. But on the flip side, you can have all of the equipment in the world, but if you don't know how to use it and use it effectively, it doesn't really matter. You have to be able to still tell that story, tell that fan what they're missing and all that kind of stuff. So technology and investing in that is extremely important in this line of work. Absolutely. No, definitely. Now, you manage, you said earlier, two staff members that create content for the SEC Network, and then you have two more creators who focus on generating in-venue content. And you and I were talking the other day, and you really dropped some dimes. <laughs> Can you share with us your philosophies on managing a creative team and navigating the digital sports world at one of the top college sports brands in America? Yeah, so I kind of talked about some of this already, but one of the biggest things is adaptability, being able to change to whatever's happening on a daily, even minute-by-minute basis. Things are going to happen that you're not expecting, and you have to figure out how to deal with it. A press conference might pop up that you weren't planning on, and you have to figure out how to get somebody to go cover it. Or, you know, there's an injury in a game, and you have to figure out how to cover that on the SEC networks, but then also how to cover that on the, you know, Alabama athletics side of things. One of the other ones is having a lot of open communication, and that's up and down the chain. So some of the best ideas we have came from students. So sometimes people can be afraid to bring up an idea if they think that it's going to get shot down. So having kind of an open culture and considering all of the ideas and not putting anybody down for an idea that you know you're not going to use, but that at least gets the ball rolling and they're starting to think about things in a bigger picture type of way, I think is really important. And then uh, the last one is you need to have a vision of where you want to go and what it's going to take to get there but then know that it could take a while to get there. So you might want to end up at this point, but it's going to take two years and all these other little stops in between to get there. But then kind of getting everybody on that same boat and going in the same direction and getting everybody together and moving toward that, that goal is really important. Yeah. So buying getting people to buy in, sharing the vision and then, you know, really sounds like giving everybody input into the process, whether you listen to all their ideas or not. Yeah. Always listen, but you don't have to use them. (laughs) Right. 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 So how much do you push your team to create content with intent, especially when you're generating so much content? It can be hard because there's, there's a lot and there's always more being added. So we try to really have a, a baseline for everything that comes from us, a look and a feel and a kind of overall philosophy each year. And we have meetings to determine some of the look and feel every, every summer. So we're kind of getting into that stuff right now to change it up for next year. But yeah, having a baseline standard and then having everything feel like it came from the same place is really the biggest focus for us. So I might edit something and then I might have a student edit something I want them to look similar enough that you wouldn't know who cut it, but that you know that it's Alabama. So that's really the big thing. And then allowing people within that framework really push that envelope and do something that they're proud of. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. Giving people a framework with the brand, what the, you know, what the brand is, what does it look like? And then giving people kind of the room and the freedom to, to kind of rift inside of that. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
So speaking of which, every great athlete has a go-to move. And, you, you know, you talked about that. One of my favorite uh, players, everybody knows who knows me, knows I love Allen Iverson. You know, the legendary crossover. Everybody, you know, saw him shake even, you know, MJ. What skill of yours sets you apart as a creative manager? What's your crossover move? First of all, as a Tar Heel, I have to say I'm in a side with Michael Jordan. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I went to North Carolina, so I have to throw that in there. Um, I think for me, it's the editing and the storytelling side of things. I am not by any means a great shooter, and I doing you know animations and stuff like that, that is not my forte. I know when to have someone help me with that stuff. But I really like editing together, whether it's a feature or it's a hype video, and telling a story or making someone, you know, like, oh, that was really cool. So I'm more the meat and potatoes, shots, music, stuff like that. But really kind of getting that story across, even if it's just with pictures and you don't have any words or anything with it. Getting people to have an emotional reaction to what I've been working on for so long. No, that's awesome. So you, you said earlier you manage 100 people. You have, you know, a, a, a full-time staff as well. What advice would you give a college student wanting to join this profession? I would say for anyone that wants to join this profession, profession, get out there and get some experience. You know, volunteer at, if you have something like what we have at your athletic department, try to get involved there. If you don't get involved with a team or go to a local TV station and try to intern with them or volunteer with them, get into that athletic, uh, the sports production department. If a production is coming to your campus, so if your basketball team is going to be on an ESPN or a Fox or whatever it is, email email them. Try to get in the truck, observe something, be a runner. You know, just try to get any experience that you can. And if none of those types of things are available, just try it out on your own. Rent some equipment from your production department at your school or the library get out there and shoot some stuff and then, you know, try to start editing and emulating what you see. One thing I do, and I still do this a lot, is I'll get ideas from all sorts of places like commercials and movies and TV shows and not just other sports departments, which, you know, obviously we watch a lot of their stuff and see who's doing what and what we like. But some of my greatest ideas I got from a TV show or a movie, I was like, oh, this would be a really cool way to incorporate this into our right. video or something like that so just always be learning and always be gaining in whatever way that you can yeah you're right always gain knowledge always seek knowledge i absolutely love it love my time talking with you and i'm so very glad that you took time you know while you're there in tuscaloosa and and shared some of your your knowledge with us and i've got to have you back on again because there's some other things i wanted to get into but we did not have time for today so i hope you promise to come back and visit Yes, for sure. Anytime. All right. Thank you so much. And thanks so much for taking your time. No problem. Thank you. All right. That wraps it up. A couple of things before we get out of here. A, I want to give a big thank you to Lauren George for dropping some dimes with us. B, I want to share how you can find me. I'm at JF Hicks on Twitter and all around the Internet. It's a super important ask to ask you to share this episode and to subscribe in iTunes or SoundCloud. Lastly, if you want to put in some extra hustle, please leave a review and a ratings on iTunes. That makes our podcast more visible. Again, 
A huge thank you to you for listening to the podcast. I'm looking forward to the next episode already. I hope you join me next time.